y'all. I'm Allie Spears, and this is Ag Chicks, where we dig deep with the women who are helping to feed the world. Episode 3, Jana McMurdy. Today, I'm sitting down with Jana McMurdy, and I'm so excited to chat with her. We met at Natalie's Rural Rooted Retreat, and honestly, Jana and the rest of the women have an incredible story, and I can't wait for you guys to hear about it and hear about what her and her family does. So Jana, if you wouldn't mind kind of starting things off by telling us a little bit about yourself. Okay, um, well, we're the McMurdy's. Um, we farm and we ranch in northern Utah and southern Idaho. So we do um, cow-calf pears, we do yearlings, and we it's a family operation. But recently, my husband and I started selling our beef directly to our consumers. We felt like there was a need in our community to start um, kind of eliminating the middleman and selling our beef um, that we're really proud of directly to our consumers. So we did that. We started last year and we've kind of just taken and run with it. And that's been really, it's been really fun. It's also been a little challenging. We're learning a lot. We have three little boys and they come along and, you know, we drag them all over and they love it. So it's, yeah, it's good. That's what we do full time. And you can hear him yelling my name. Yeah, I think that's mostly us in a nutshell. We, you know, we, I don't know, we do all the things. We have all the animals and we love, we love it. Yeah. And then addition to your family's operation, which is obviously like a full-time job in itself, you are also a nurse, right? Yes. I um, am an ED nurse and have been a nurse for about 10 years. So um, I work off the farm as well and do nursing stuff that I do love, but um, I'm noticing that as we start selling our beef to our consumer and we're also trying to get into the farmer's market and um, a little bit of some stores around here just some local mom and pop stores that that's a little bit hard to work and do all the things so I'm still trying to figure out how to juggle it all right and I mean just from personal experience of having a full-time job and also side hustles that are really not side hustles really more like full-time hustles it's hard to balance it all That is, it it is, and I don't think that there's like a one size fits all for everything. I think you just figure out what works best for you and your family. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about, I want to talk about the beef business. So was there like a moment or something that happened where you guys were like, you know what, I think we really need to do this? Yeah, um, so at the beginning of COVID last year, um, my husband and I sat down and we had been talking about how worried we were, um, cow prices had tanked and we just, we had no idea what we were going to do about all this. And so, um, we'd wanted to start selling our beef to our consumers for a, a long time, but you know, we just, we just didn't. We just kept doing what we were doing because it was working. But um, COVID hit and we stood to lose a significant amount of money, like thousands and thousands of dollars. And so my husband and I sat down and we built a plan. And um, that's, that was the pivotal moment when we were like, we're going to do this. And we jumped all in. (laughs) 
I mean, we just were like, I don't know, we're gonna do this. So um, originally we just wanted to sell quarters, halves and holes and kind of do that. We set a goal and we were like, let's just, let's just see if we can get this goal. Well, by the end of the year, we had, we had exceeded that goal and a lot of people had came to us and said, you know, we really want to buy your beef, but we want to buy it in smaller portions as well. So that's when I put together our beef and our burger boxes for, um, you know, the people who don't have the big freezers or the big families. Right. And so that's what, that's what we did. Um, and the, with that came a lot of regulations that I didn't know about. So again, it was a big learning curve, but I'm really grateful for it. It's, turned us in a direction that we didn't think that we were going to go and um we still sell a lot of quarters halves and holes that's probably our biggest market right now but we're also trying to get into the retail side of things so and so take like walk me through like what goes into let's say i put in an order for a beef box what like from start to finish what is kind of your process okay well <laughs> so so, you know, I'll say we raise the beef from a calf. So, you know, we, we advertise naturally raised. So what that means is that from a calf, we raise that on our farm and our ranch. Um, we do both. Uh, so we do grass finished or grass fed, grass finished. And we also do grass fed grain finished as well. Um, we don't use hormones, steroids, antibiotics, anything like that. So then fast forward till when our beef gets to their finish weight, then that's where they will get sent to the butcher that day. So we literally bring them off of grass and they go to the butcher. Then um, they will, it takes about, oh, I don't know, 10, to, we like them to hang about 10 to 14 days and then they'll be cut and wrapped and ready to go. And then I go and I pick up all of the beef and we store it at our home. And then, um, you know, we have our permits and we have, you know, the health inspection and all that that we have to go through. But um, so then if you order a box, then I assemble all the box. So if you ordered a beef box, we'd put roasts, steaks, burger all together in one box. And then I deliver it. So um, we have a couple drop spots in our area. We have three drop spots. And then I would uh, give you a designated time for a drop spot and we would meet up and then we would exchange boxes and, you know, so that's, that's our process. Um, you can do local pickup or, um, sometimes, you know, I'm working on maybe dabbling into delivery, but maybe down the road. Right. And, um, remind me again of the, where you guys are located in Utah, just if somebody's listening or interested and wants to kind of know. We are in Tremont, Utah. So we are serving the Northern area. So Logan area, Ogden area. We also serve like Southern Idaho, Malad, Preston area. So it's a pretty big area. Oh, and Brigham City. Um, it's a pretty big area that we serve, but Tremont is kind of like the middle ground for all of these cities. Got it. Got it. Mm -hmm. And I know you mentioned regulations. I'm sure that was kind of like a something you knew you had to do, but maybe weren't totally sure of like, okay, how do I navigate all of this? What has that been like? Yeah. Um, a lot of learning. <laughs> 
So if you want to sell, re so there's two sides to selling beef. You can sell them quarters, halves, and holes like we did. And, and what that is, is that um, when you butcher those beef, that's uh, a place that can be custom exempt. Okay. So basically, like you're putting your customer's name on the brand inspection and they're buying that quarter of a beef um, and, and going that route. Gotcha. But when people buy, um, you know, my, my boxes, you can't really put their name on like 10 pounds of ground right. beef. Right. So um, I contacted the help uh, department and kind of said, what do I need to do? This is what I want to do. And we had to have a permit. Um, I'm trying to remember all the things. I might miss some things, but pretty much you have to have a, a permit, you know. And then um, an inspector come, came to my house and made sure that everything was good and our freezer space was good. Um, and then we also have to find a state or federally inspected facility. So if I want to sell beef um, outside of Utah, then my beef has to be federally certified. So you have to find a federally certified kill plant. But if you sell it in the same state, it only has to be state certified. And that has been kind of a big holdup um, for us because with COVID, everyone went and bought a beef um, and, you know, whoever had some property and that's just fine, but it has actually, they've flooded the butcher systems and it's kind of been hard for our for beef producers to get their beef in so that's been hard like some some butchers are two years out and you know just to get a kill date so um that's been our biggest hurdle is finding somewhere that's federal or state certified yeah and i know at um the retreat you had kind of mentioned that it was the markets had been flooded or the yeah, the markets had been flooded as far as local beef, beef, which is something that is great that people are buying locally. I mean, that's fabulous. But again, on the flip side of that, something you don't maybe think about is... Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Then it pushes everything back from the local standpoint as well. It does. It does. And um, like I said, I mean, everyone, I, I'm... I'm glad that people are taking more interest in, you know, producing their own food and, um, you know, kind of getting into agriculture. But I've noticed from a farmer and a rancher's point that has been really difficult for us because, um, you know, we kind of had planned on this and you call and you get these kill dates and they're like, sorry, there's nothing we can do for you. So that has given us, uh, you know, some problems, but we're, we're working through them. Right. And kind of along the lines of that, I guess. So when you guys, you know, take a steer or whatever it is to get butchered, is that, I guess, probably depending on an order, um, but how many orders can one fulfill? Or is it pretty much just one order per head? Um, so we try to do um, three to five at okay. the same time. 
um, to make it worth it, you know, because there's, when we do federal certified, then, you know, you have to haul them and mm -hmm. there's, you know, the kill fee and the cut and wrap and, and there's a lot of fees and it all, it makes it worth it if you can, if we can haul more. Um, yep. In the fall, when we do our um, quarters, halves and holes, which is our big push, we do five a week. Okay. So every Monday we're getting beef to the butcher and um, yeah, we're just, and we'll do that. We'll do five a week until the end of December or until um, we've taken care of all of our customers. Right, so. right. So has this changed the way you kind of manage your cattle then from a, just needing them to be at an endpoint at a certain range? Has that kind of impacted the, your operation in that way? Yeah, it has um, a lot of, so there was a, a big demand for grass finished as well. And so that has changed how we manage our herd as well. Um, we were pushing them a different way. Um, what we planted has been a lot different. So our grass finished beef, um, we plant cover crops on our farm, which is high energy nutrient dense food that helps them achieve you know, that richer marbling and that finished weight. So it has, it has changed how we normally did it, you know, cause not that there's anything wrong with this, but some, you, you run them on grass all summer and then you put them on grain for 90 days or, or whatever it may be, um, what, what your program is. But for us, that, that doesn't really happen as much. We really focus on grazing and management. Um, we do intensive grazing so that we can put some gains on them. We move them every single day um, when they're down here on the farm. I mean, we really manage our herd really closely now. Wow, and that's awesome that you guys can do this as a family too. I'm sure that's been a, a great way to raise your boys. Yeah, they enjoy it. They love going with dad. And um, I mean, it's nice. It's nice when they get bigger and they can start helping. Right. <laughs> so we love it. Yeah. I was like, well, I've made three helpers, three <laughs> helpers. So yeah, yeah, it's been good. Good. And being kind of not new to this because you've been doing it for a year, but are there things you maybe wish back when you started that you've learned now that you knew in the beginning? Oh, heck yes. <laughs> um, so the big, oh, let me tell you all the things. Um, let me pull up well, a notebook. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you all my failures here. Um, so the biggest thing, I wanted to roll out our boxes like six months in advance and I did not know that you had to be federally certified or state certified to do this um like nobody told me that even the inspector kind of just was like oh yeah what you're doing is good um he came and he was like yeah you're selling quarters out of holes that's great you know how you're doing it he inspected everything it looked great well, I didn't know that retail is a whole different side. So what I should have done had I known is really dig into what selling retail looked like. Right. That was my biggest hurdle. And also finding federally and state certified kill plants 
Um, that was another thing. And building a really good relationship with your butcher. Mm-hmm. That was, I mean, those are, those are key because right. you can have everything in a row and then you have a butcher that isn't giving you what you want. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you're, you're really struggling. Right. So. Well, and then that, that, even though it's not, it's kind of out of your control maybe, but that's going to reflect towards your customers too. So then that hurts your business. Yes. Yes. We have, and we've had, we've had all the problems. I mean, (laughs) we have a really good butcher, but we've, we've still had problems. So we've had to make it right. And, and that I'm sure, you know, I'm sure every business does, but yeah. So that's my biggest thing is really before you jump into this, maybe know exactly what you're getting yourself into. We just jumped and then we were like, oh, we probably should have learned a few things before, but that's how I always do things. So it's fine. Yeah. No, I, I'm a firm believer sometimes in, uh, you know, learning by fire. So I, I'm right there with you. <laughs> yeah. Trial by fire. Definitely. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so when you go, when you talk about retail, I want to call, get into that a little bit. What exactly does that mean from your guys' standpoint? Because I think it could be different if someone else is hearing that thinking like, oh, shopping type situation. So retail for us is selling our boxes. um, And also retail is getting into different stores. So I actually have two stores that I am um, looking to sell from. Um, And that's kind of our big, big thing this week is we're really focusing on that. And it's not like the big stores like Walmart or anything like that. What I want to do retail wise is I want to find some local, like, um, mom and pop shops that sell local things, um, and focus on supporting the local markets. That's where I want to get my beef into. So, um, we actually have a store that is in Bear Lake. Um, it's a kind of a tourist town around here. And it's a cute little shop that provides fresh produce and home, all homegrown goods. And we actually got our beef into this as well. So that I, I don't want to get huge, like, I need to get into Walmart and I need to get into Kroger and I right. need to get in. I want... I want our beef to be, you know, it's unique. So retail for us is selling it to, to our community and really taking care of our local community, providing something that's rare and only available locally. Right. Well, I mean, how cool for your area too, to know this literally came, you know, right up the street or whatever it may be. And people I know I work with or whatever, um, had a hand and a role in putting this food on my table, which is something I think right now, general consumers are so disconnected from that idea and that thought process that it's so cool that you guys are doing it right there in your local area. Thank you. Yeah, I, I definitely think so too. In fact, I've noticed that a lot of people who I've been talking to in our community, they were like, well, we just go to the store and Mm -hmm. just, I don't know, we just buy it. And that's fine too. I mean, if, if that's the way you want, but I'm hoping to change people's perspective of really knowing where your food comes from. Like, let, let me show you where your beef comes from this. I mean, it's not something that you just go to the grocery store. There's a process and there's a family behind this as well, working hard for you. Exactly. 
and the factory farm thing is such a buzzword right now. And it, it kind of is one of those things where you're like, where did that even come from? Because it's not a factory, it's a family and we're working hard and this is our livelihood to help put food on everyone else's table. I know. I don't know where that came from either. I totally agree. When I heard that, I was like, where are people getting their information? From? Yeah. Yeah. That's been my biggest thing is not only do I want to provide this amazing beef for our local community, but I want to advocate for this lifestyle. I mean, it's so important. Yeah. So yeah. Yep. I, I could not agree more. And it's important that people have an understanding of where it comes from and all everything that goes into it, because it's not just, you know, throwing some cows out in a pasture, hoping that they make a weight so that they can be processed. It's so much more right. energy and money. And oh, so, so much, so much more. Well, Jana, we are at the point where we've gotten to the rapid fire questions. So are you ready for those? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Okay. So the first question is, what was the last song you listened to? It was a church song, actually. How Great Thou Art. That's what it was. <laughs> I love that. I know. I was, when I pulled these up, I was like, oh, I have to think about these for a minute. I don't even know. Um, oh. Second one is favorite day of the week. Um, probably Friday. I love, I love going into a good weekend. Me too. Me too. And then the last one is what is your ideal outside temperature? 75. Between 75 and 80 right there. Right I like there. it hot. The money spot. I know uh -huh. me too. And then I moved to Texas and that was a whole new world of hot. So <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Well, Jana, I want to thank you for sitting down and chatting with me today. I really enjoyed talking to you and learning more about your business. Um, where can people connect with you if they are wanting to know more or buy from you guys? Okay. Um, well, thanks for having me. You are, I'm so excited for all the things that you're doing. You're amazing. Um, so our stuff is, you can visit our website to, visit, you know, to learn more about our product and, you know, there's recipes and stuff like that, that we share. And that is naturallyraisedbeef.com. Okay. And then you can also find us on Instagram, which is McMurdy Farm and Ranch. Uh, Facebook, I'm not really awesome at Facebook, but I will throw it out there. It's just McMurdy Naturally Raised Beef, so. Awesome. So if you are listening and anything Janice said interests you, make sure you follow her on social media and check out their website. And um, thanks so much for spending some time with me today. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Ag Chicks. Don't forget to follow along on social media at Ag Chicks on Instagram and Facebook. And that every episode has a visual version on YouTube on the Ag Chicks channel.